0: This week's episode is sponsored by the Doors Open Connect app platform designed by real estate agents for real estate agents. Are you a licensed real estate agent or broker? Download the Doors Open Connect on the Apple App Store today for free to join our growing network and community of licensed professionals and also to stand out at your next listing appointment by offering to maximize exposure to your seller's listing and even get reliable coverage on demand when you can't be there and or recruit agents under your brokerage by the new wave of lead generation software and even offer them instant paid opportunities that they can take advantage of. That's Doors Open Connect. Also, be sure to follow us at Doors Open Connect on IG and at Doors Open Connect LLC on Facebook. Also brought to you by Balanced Images. Don't just be a regular agent, go above and beyond for your clients and give them something they are sure to remember you by. Start your creative collaboration today by going to www.balancedimages.com. Hello, I'm Deshaun Robinson and this is my co-host Rick Haas with Doors Open Connect Podcast. Say hi. How are we doing, y'all? Doing great, man. Everything has been uh, absolutely insane the last couple of months um, with the low inventory, um just it's crazy everybody's wanting to sell and then they've got
1: nowhere to move and i feel like eventually we're gonna go into negative in to- inventory and, if there's a such thing
0: well they're talking Probably about not. they're talking about locking down the, the country again so um more people will be coming here for sure yeah, not freedom florida not free It'll be wide open <laughs> let's uh let's keep our guy in office and we'll be in in good shape absolutely so i mean we've uh We've taken a little hiatus. We've been so busy with just different deals. I know I have a lot going on. We were out
1: in Arizona too.
0: We were out in Arizona having a little fun, a little uh, excursion out there. Um, almost died of uh, dehydration, but... Uh, yeah, that was a journey. That, uh, that We was- took
1: a two-hour uh, uh, four-wheeling ride out into the desert and an hour into it. I look back and he's dying he's like i we gotta turn back around we i'm, I'm exhausted i'm i'm, I'm, I'm dehydrated we went out there with two bottles of water we're thinking oh we're from florida we can do it right two bottles yeah yeah No. Uh, they kept saying dry <laughs> heat um we said
0: florida is the hottest state and we get out there we're like whoa what is this <laughs> oh man we can laugh about it now but that was it some, wasn't funny
1: then i thought def- we were gonna have to have you airlifted and
0: jorvi too yeah jorvi too <laughs> Jeremy too. Well, let's dive into our our next guest. We've been trying to get them on for quite some time. We've just been uh, busy. They've been busy and, uh, We'll, we'd catch one, and then the other one would be, dis, you know, somewhere else. But uh, we're really excited to have them. We have Alessia Marson and Ben Myers of uh, Balanced Images with us today. Welcome, guys!
2: Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you
0: for coming. I mean, we we see uh, all the stuff that you guys have have going on, especially with social media, um, with the big cats, and and uh, we're excited.
3: What's that? (laughs) Pythons.
2: Pythons.
3: Pythons and cats. We're usually pretty busy with the animals, yeah.
1: I never know what I'm going to see in your guys' stories. I know it's going to be some kind of wild animal or some kind of race car or something.
2: It's an exotic of some form. Animal, car.
1: Yeah, we love it. People.
2: You never know. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: you
0: stay living. You stay living and uh, you definitely bring something, um, a balance, I guess, if you will, and and something unique to the real estate market, too. Obviously, you do a lot with real estate agents and uh, uh, really excited to talk about it. Before... We get into all that. Um, Alessia, tell us your story. Where, where are you from? What brought you here?
3: i originally from Richmond, Virginia. That's where I grew up. Moved to Florida when I turned 18, but I was living on the other coast, like New Smyrna, Port Orange area. And then I moved to Naples about five or six years ago, graduated from FGCU my last two years with resort and hospitality management, mm. just to figure out that... I don't want to work for anyone else. So mm. I'd much rather work for myself or like with people as opposed to for someone. And um yeah, I just kind of started my own business with balanced images four years ago and the ball's been rolling ever since.
0: How'd you find that? How'd you find that passion?
3: Um I was always interested in photography. That's always something that I did. But I was told growing up like you can't make money being a photographer. So it was always just something that I did as a hobby. And then when I graduated from college, I was like, you know, I'm just really going to pursue this whole photography thing. And then kind of elaborated more on, like, how can I provide that to people? And that's when, like, I had made the first image on aluminum. And then I was like, this is going to be the product that I sell to people. So offer my photography business or my photography services, but then be able to sell a product as well to someone. Like, make it custom for them.
1: And it takes it takes an eye to be a photographer. Where were before... You even, those ideas came into your head. Were you, were you, you know, did you have a camera? Were you kind of like always. playing with the ca- Always. Always. Okay. I
3: had like the first like little digital cameras that I'd take to CVS and have like the film produced yeah. for me. Like I always had a camera by my side. And then actually got like my first DSLR uh, probably about eight years ago. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, Awesome. Ben, how did you find your way down here?
2: Uh, yeah, interesting. I, I have family that seasons down here for about eight years now. Um, grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, grew up playing hockey. Uh, played hockey in college in Minnesota, Minneapolis. Um, played a little, uh, had a little pro stint. And when I came back to Minneapolis, it was minus 40. Um, they were telling you if you walk outside for more than five minutes and you're uncovered, you're going to have frostbite. So that's kind of why I made the decision to move down to Florida. Like well, came down and visited some uh, family met some friends, and they kind of convinced me, "Hey, it's it's you should move down here, and give it a try." So that's kind of how I found my way to Florida, uh, and pretty pretty quick. There's not much
3: much convincing. It's like, like yeah. why wouldn't you yeah. why wouldn't you want to move to Florida? So You got warm weather, palm trees.
2: It's like I really got to twist my arm.
1: Beaches. Well, when they yeah. said that frostbite, it's like shit. Okay, well yeah, Florida sounds really nice. Yeah,
0: right exactly.
2: Now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I growing up in an ice rink, I'm I'm so used to being cold that uh, it is a it's a hell of an adjustment trying to get used to this heat. So. Right now, I, I'm living inside, but you know, in the winter up north, I'd be living inside too. So it's just uh, polar opposites.
1: Now, what do you think of hockey in Florida?
2: I love it. I the, I, I uh, played two years of hockey in Corpus Christi, Texas. So I actually lived on the beach in Texas for two years. Um, played down there. The, the fans were were amazing. You know, they love fighting. That was uh, I think the big draw there. And I, I don't think it's much different here in Florida, but it's it's cool. You know, the Lightning just back to back cups. That's that's unreal to see, and uh, it's definitely grown in, in the South
1: yeah is it is it weird I, i've always thought like so so when you leave a hockey rink up north in the winter time you're 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 walking out into snow is it weird leaving a hockey rink when you first came down here and uh, during winter time but you're walking out in shorts in oh yeah when you're
2: <laughs> when you're going to the rink and leaving the rink in shorts and flip flops it's the best i mean you can't beat it but it is it's a little bit tougher to get your to get in the mindset of playing hockey, I think yeah. uh, I found that when I was playing juniors in in Texas, is you know it, that was my job, and it was kind of hard to really get in that mindset of oh I'm going going to work right now, but I'm coming off the beach, so it's a little bit tougher. Yeah. It's a little easier to get in that mindset when you're you know 20 degrees up north. All right, I'm walking from the cold into the ice rink. I know i know why I'm here. Here it's a little bit harder to get in that that focus. Yeah. And you you wear many hats too. I understand that you you drive you race. Yeah, I like, to, I like to have my hands kind of in a, a, a lot of different stuff. And one thing is that I, I get to share with my family is we race cars. So we restore cars, we collect them, and you know, i fortunate enough to be able to race them from, from time to time. What uh, What kind of car do you like to – what's your favorite to race? Uh, we, we race a lot of a 911s, a lot of Porsche horses. stuff. Um, right now I'm in uh, – it's kind of a mini prototype. It's a giant go-kart. It weighs mm-hmm. nothing, a um, good amount of power. So – It's really tough, tough to describe, but mostly nine elevens and sports cars. That's awesome.
0: How did you uh, uh, meet up with Alessia here and find
2: balanced images? Yeah, mutual friend. Yeah, mutual friend kind of introduced us. Um, So I knew she had been working with the cats, and you know our affinity for animals is is pretty prevalent through our social media. And uh, she kind of knew that, wanted to say, "Hey, do you want to come meet the cats?" And um, met them, instantly fell in love, and started uh, working with her and helping out with the cats and one thing led to another. And, you know, now I'm involved in the business with her. That's awesome. Well, tell us about the cat. Where, where
0: are you? Uh, is it a, a sanctuary?
3: It's a sanctuary in East Naples. Kauai Chobi Animal Preserve is the name of the sanctuary. So I started there about two or two and a half years ago, volunteering. And uh, I pretty much showed up and I was like, I don't want to work with any animals other than the big cats. He was like, well, do you have experience working with animals like this? I was like, just trust. Like, I'm a crazy cat lady. Trust. <laughs> so I'm like, I, the, I got a cat at home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have one this bit. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> so I just started working with them. And, you know, being out there since it's like so far out in the boondocks, there's like no service. So it's like you really just concentrate on the time that you have with like an animal, a predator of this size. And to be able to form like a relationship and a bond with an animal like that, in my opinion, nothing compares to that. So, and then Ben started helping me volunteer, started helping me clean cages, and from there, just kind of like unfold like our love for the cats. That's awesome.
1: So, what's your favorite cat? I have a favorite cat, and Ooh. it's also my favorite animal. Okay. But I'll let you go first.
3: So, I really, really like the lion naturally, but when I started at this sanctuary, I fell in love with the leopard that they had. So okay. I always thought I was like, I'm going to get a lion. That's going to be my future cat. And then I realized how big they are and a lion, like they need a pride as well. So there's like the male lion and then like anywhere from like 10 to 15 females. And I was like, I'm not going to have a pride of lions. Like think about
2: how much meat that is to <laughs> feed them. So and also if I could have a pride of lions in my backyard, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> uh,
3: That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of work. So lion is my favorite. However, at the sanctuary, I did fall in love with a leopard.
1: Okay, Ben, do you have a
2: favorite? Um, I, I would probably say tiger. That's kind of who I fell in love with originally. Yeah. I mean, the first image I actually—I was actually one of her clients, realistically, before I even started with her. And as I fell in love with the tiger named Subalizar at the sanctuary, he actually lives um, with the lion. I mean, he's you know close close to four hundred pounds. Just, I mean, he's beautiful, but ter- you know, terrifying at the same time. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I fell in love with him pretty quick.
1: They're the biggest cats, right? Tigers.
2: Uh, Tigers are. Yeah. Ligers.
1: Ligers. Oh, Ligers. Ligers, That's right. Ligers. So my favorite is the cheetah. I've always loved the cheetah just because of the speed. I love the black lines down the eyes. Mm -hmm. I just I think they're very pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's always been my favorite animal growing up. I'm always like, man, the cheetah is the coolest thing ever. That's always been my favorite.
2: Yeah, I haven't, I've never had any personal interactions with a cheetah. I've seen a lot of videos. I've, I've I definitely want to. I think they're very mesmerizing with the speed and they are a little bit yeah. smaller. Um, but yeah, I have, I, I can't wait to, to meet one for sure.
1: Now, I do have a funny lion story. That's good. <clears throat> so I was at the zoo, um, what was it? Before COVID, so 2019. Um, I was at the zoo and the, the, the they were doing like the lion feeding thing and everything. And the, the, the keeper was saying, hey, make sure that you don't stand too close to the cage because they can pee pretty far. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, OK, well, I don't I'm close enough to this lion and it, it's by the cage it's eating. So I, I backed up and there's these two ladies standing in front of me, uh, both wearing white shirts. <laughs> and this lion is is it's it's scratching itself up against the fence. And the, the keeper's talking and everything. And I just see this lion raise up its leg. And I don't think the ladies were looking at the lion because the keeper was off to the left as he was talking. And I was like, oh no, is he doing it? it? It looked like just like a dog would. And I just, it looked like someone took a bucket of water and just <laughs> doused these ladies. And they're standing there soaked in this lion pee. Yeah. And I was, I couldn't help myself but to lose it. And the keeper's like, well, I told you to back up. Well, like, we didn't know he was going to pee that far. And it was, I've never seen that much pee in my life mm-hmm. at once. It literally looked like someone just took a full bucket and just, I felt bad, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, Don't feel you shouldn't have stood that close yeah, and you shouldn't exactly. have worn a white How shirt. Yeah.
2: How many people can say they've been peed on by a lion? I can. Uh, I can. Yeah, same uh, tiger too. I've yeah, been like tiger. sprayed by the lions yeah. and the tigers. It's yeah. inevitable that it's going to
3: happen eventually. Yeah. And that's when we tell people, it's like, watch out because they're going to spray you. But it's also like when they spray, it's just like a marking of territory. Yeah. So it's like, if you're close to their area, Watch out! Oh, we're
1: they, were, they were sprayed. Do, do you guys have a funny story like that, <laughs> playing I mean, with the cats?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've had quite a few different stories with the cats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've
3: definitely both been sprayed by the cats before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something always,
2: you know, ends up. Have you just have to laugh about it? I mean, we're going there after this to to help take care of them, and you know, like she was saying earlier, you know, you don't have cell service out there. You're you're kind of you're. In their habitat, right? So, you know, at the end of the day, no matter how close you are with these cats, there's always that element like they, they can get you. Right? Danger, yes. danger! So, <laughs> so it's it just you're always kind of on your toes, and something different is going to happen every single time you're out there, which is fun and it's also a little exhilarating because you just don't know what's going to happen. But um, yeah, getting <laughs> Good sprayed on, today. Get, we always pretty much bank on getting sprayed at least once once a day there.
3: I think the craziest thing I actually saw was. Um, the owner of the sanctuary—he got donated like frozen pigs one time. So he gave all these frozen pigs to the cats, and he had to separate the. Li- There's a male lion and a male tiger that lived together, and he had to separate them with the fence so that they each got their pigs. And after they each got their pigs, this lion comes over and just swipes open this entire gate to go and steal the tiger's pig. So the owner of the sanctuary looks at me and he's like, "Well, that shows you who king of the jungle is." And I was like. That shows me he can open the gate. Oh, that <laughs> was scary. like the first thing in my. I was like, I'm in there, and he could open the gate. Like that was wild to see. Just like the strength, you know. All he saw was like the pig, and he was like, I have mine, but I want yours too. And I was like, that is so scary.
1: What did the uh, What did the tiger do about that?
3: You know, when it comes to food, you. I initially thought that Zara was like the more dominant mm-hmm. one. But when it comes to food, it really shows you, like, how much more dominant the lion is.
2: Yeah. Whenever we put, uh, whenever we feed them, we have to separate them because instances like that, that normally they're very, I mean, they'll literally call up next to each other. But you bring out food and they, They their entire persona changes. Yeah, they
3: turn wild.
0: And the same thing is
2: when we do toys. So if we introduce a new toy into their habitat, we pretty much know that we have to keep it so the lion can get there first. Otherwise, there might be an issue because... Lion eats first is pretty much what we say mm-hmm. this is but you know he he gets to touch everything first before anybody else mm-hmm. yeah. King.
1: i've I've read this crazy stat I mean it, it could be true or not that lions in Africa sleep like only four hours a day or no 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 no, they, no they they, sleep they're they're're they're, they're awake only four hours a day yeah. That's crazy because if cats
3: in general sleep all the time, especially the male ones, because it's the females that do all the hunting in the wild, the males just take care of the pride. The females go out and do all the work.
1: I was thinking like, man, if they were awake any longer than that, this whole human population would be wiped out.
3: (laughs) Yeah. We need that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and cut that out.
0: <laughs>
1: we, you know, I have I have some. Well, you r- could you could tell which ones that you're probably like, ah, how did you even make it here in the first place <laughs> to this so far, this far?
0: <laughs> I have some vegan friends that would agree entirely with you. But um, so, where did they, where do the cats come from? do they are they
3: rescues? Rescues, yeah, rescues. You know, a lot of people are now like breeding a lot of these animals, and then. Like, one of the tigers, for example, is from a breeder, and he's like, oh, I don't want this cat because she's, like, she's ugly. It's like, who are, who are you to say that a tiger's ugly? You know yeah. what I mean? This is the issue with humans. Say it to his face. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of them are just rescues and from breeders for situations like that.
1: Do you see a lot of the breeders, like, Miami area, like, that side? Or is it just kind of all over the I think, world? I think
2: it's, it's kind of, like, you know, the middle of the country. You know, Arkansas, you see a lot of animals really? come out of. and Texas. Yeah. It, the, really? The, the big population you'll, you'll see is just a lot of obviously these cats aren't native to, to the US right so they they're brought in either for circuses zoos all that stuff but the, the problem now is there's so many and people are still breeding them but there's mm. no place for them to go mm. so all these places like us you know we're small we're small sanctuaries like the zoos are pretty much overpopulated right. and then these sanctuaries and you know God bless our guys heart you know he always wants to take people in but you or take cats in but you can only do so much so right so it's expensive yeah, get, you expensive. rely off donors.
0: I? Uh, I I follow this guy, um, what is it, Black Jack? Yeah, black, I love him. White yeah. Tiger, Black Jaguar. Yeah, white, yeah. So, white Tiger, Black Jaguar, something like that. And yeah. I, I love his stories. But uh, I also, after watching the, um, what is it, The Tiger King? Yeah. yeah. The Tiger King, where uh, they have a lot of issues, these people, um, it seems like. Uh, I know him in, in particular. I, I love watching his stuff. And um, he was affiliated with some, or demonized by the. Wasn't the Tiger King? It was the. Uh, There's another guy in. Oh man, Myrtle Beach.
3: Doc Antle. Yeah, yeah
0: that guy, and they I, they all kind of get into it. It seems like it's. They kinda... definitely
3: all get it. I mean, I think everyone starts in the industry with good intentions. Exactly, <laughs> with the love for the cats. But then it's like, as this builds and as like you peak people's interests with them, it kind of like distorts like what's important and I think like fame and money starts becoming more important and they forget why they started for the benefit of the cat. Right. Like what, what was his name? Like Joe Exotic. Like he totally started out for the love of the cats. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt he started for the love of the cats and then...
2: Then, then, yeah. then money gets into it. And yeah, exactly. When you get that many cats, you know, our cats are eating 20 to 25 pounds of meat a day. Go to the grocery store when you buy a couple pounds of chicken, think how much that costs. Multiply that by 25, then multiply that by six cats. Oof. You know, some of these people yeah, have to up. are going to do some things to be able to afford their, you know, to feed their cats. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it's like, all right, maybe you guys shouldn't be getting so many cats. And that's kind of yeah. where we have six. And I think that's kind of the, the perfect the number. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, have you guys been to Carol Baskin's Tampa? Yeah. No. Did yeah. she do it? Did she Absolutely.
3: do
1: Absolutely. <laughs> That's the question. You guys Absolutely. are cat experts. Absolutely. She stole my
3: idea. <laughs> I would totally feed a guy to the tigers.
1: <laughs> All right. Like she never,
3: 100% did uh, it. They're
1: never going to find that guy. He's been grinded up. He's been tiger food. Now he's in the dirt. Yeah, the like soil somewhere. They're going
3: to open the case. Like What was it? Like eight, ten years later, try yeah. to open the case and find something. I'm like, yo, he's long gone.
1: She's got a grinder and hungry tigers. It's yeah. not hard to get rid of a body. Oh, right? She
3: figured it out a while ago sure
1: yeah
0: alessia yeah. are you single
3: uh. <laughs> <laughs> i am
0: this
1: is yeah. not a dating
0: podcast <laughs> I, I know but uh you know it sounds like you scared yeah she's, she's single for a reason you should be scared, <laughs> yeah. you should be scared. <laughs> oh that's awesome well tying it into real estate with the balanced images and and things like that uh, by the way we're, how far away is that sanctuary i've never been there
3: probably 30 minutes
0: 30. From here, it'd be 30 minutes. Yeah. Is it out towards uh, the Evergl- uh, Everglades?
3: It's pretty close. Have you heard of Enyala? That's another sanctuary yeah, 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 out yeah, yeah. there. It's kind of close to that area. But Enyala, he has different exotics. He has like a rhino, a yeah. giraffe, uh, an owl. Apparently, mm-hmm. there's a hyena on property as well that I haven't met. But
1: I've I lived here my whole life, and I never really knew about that until just this year. Recently, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty like quiet, hush-hush, like mm-hmm. private.
3: It's very private. Like yeah. to go in and get some type of an event there, you pay like X amount of, like he keeps his events very mm-hmm. small and very private.
1: Now he's, he's sort of like the same thing, right? Like yeah. sanctuary type of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: So I, I, we see a lot of the cats in the, f- the
0: photography. Are you are allowed to bring them out of the sanctuary places or?
2: Um, generally I would say no, we don't just because it creates, I think it kind of creates a shit storm. Um, yeah 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 so a couple of our cats we will take out in public um uh, we have a female tiger sabina she actually loves hopping in the trailer going to uh you know we have various events to raise awareness because the, the the sanctuary is built on education so we're all about educating um you know as many people as we can about you know why are these cats in captivity you know why is that either a good thing or a bad thing and, and, and so forth. So once in a while, the cats will go out and about, but generally they, we keep them there. Um, but we do have, a, a famous alligator named Bubba, um, <laughs> a few 17 foot pythons, uh, some exotic birds, things like that, which are a little bit more easy to transport and you can, you know, kids can interact with them and things like that. So cats generally stay there and then, uh, different animals we have there will come out and well, about then the Bobcat. Uh, and when yeah so we there's also a bobcat that is um uh people friendly you know he was raised as a cub around people around a family so he is um you'll you'll see we have a a, we just did a photo shoot with one on on top of some exotic cars so we'll do some fun photo shoots with him um you know not not a lot because we don't want him to be you know be as a photo cub or anything like that, but uh once in a while we'll we'll uh, bring him out for a photo he's, shoot.
1: He's a rock star. He's one of my favorites that he you bring out it. for the photo shoot. Like, like it's almost like he knows he's in a photo shoot. Yeah. I'm like, did you know he how? Smiles. Did you pose like that? <laughs> yeah. Did you know how to pose like that?
3: Yeah. No. He's cool. He's cool. We've been working with him since he was like a cub. He was like three pounds when he got him. Um, now he's what's it, like thirty pounds. He's about now? thirty pounds.
2: He's a little over a year and a couple months old.
3: Yeah, but he's good. And I mean, essentially, when we do photo shoots with him and bring them into places, we keep it to a limited amount of people in the room, and make it clear from the beginning, whatever he says goes. If he's not happy, we're leaving. Right. If mm-hmm. he doesn't like this, we're leaving. Like at the end of the day, it's the animals that make the judgment call. And yeah, we have to make that clear from the beginning. Yeah.
0: Talk to us about that uh, that shoot with uh, it was a uh, like four point five million new construction um, with Patrick Dearborn. It was a big old oh, python.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was the python that we brought to that. That was um, I don't remember the architect's name, Danny, and uh, I'm drawing a blank on his last name right now, but um,
2: we'll throw that in the comments. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. He um, he's an architect from Chicago, and then he had built that property out in the estates. So after that event, I actually asked him. I was like, "Can I come and photograph your home and like bring a 17 foot python?" He was all for it. He was like, absolutely, whenever you need the keys, bring the python. And he ended up getting a balanced image actually of the python on his counter and like it was like super industrial house, which was that was a really fun shoot. So I'm looking forward to doing more with him and the future homes that he builds as well.
0: Yeah, that was beautiful.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. I love that.
0: Definitely uh, uh, creativity that you bring to the table when it comes to the photo shoot, so it's an added element um, that goes into your craft, and and it's definitely something that uh, agents should pick up on, especially, like, closing gifts.
3: Yes.
0: You know, I think think closing gifts... Talk to us a little bit about the metal because I think it's indoor, outdoor friendly.
3: It is. So all of the images are infused into high grade aluminum and we finish it with a coating that makes them UV resistant, scratch proof and waterproof. So they can be displayed indoors or outdoors. You don't have to worry about the color fading. Don't have to worry about the water ruining the images. And um, the fact that it's indoor, outdoor and waterproof is probably one of our biggest selling points for sure.
0: I think that is one heck of a closing gift when you say Rick. I would
1: as I'm doing my social media
2: <laughs> and, and that's uh that is something we're kind of geared towards. Obviously I, I think you guys know we're part of real producers with Andrew Reganhard, mm-hmm. And that was kind of one, one of our main focuses is um, you know, how do we tie realtors in there and how do we get them out of the realm of just getting gift baskets, something very standard, which is still very much appreciated and you know, it's a great thought, but I think realtors, especially in this market right now is like, how do you separate yourself? Because, there's not many listings right now and everybody's kind of vying for the same same listing same client right so one way to separate yourself is you know i think to show a client you really care you really understand them you know them instead of getting them a gift basket why don't you get them an image of, of something they care about they might be more of a sunset person they might be a landscape person they might they might love cars they might like they might love animals so you're going to have a really good understanding of them and why not get them a custom image for their new home? They're going to have a lot of blank wall space, most likely, in their new house. So you're whenever they see that image, the realtor is going to come to mind. You know, you're going to look great. Um, it's going to spruce up the home. I think it's kind of a win-win.
0: Even for staging. I remember yeah. uh, going to a broker's open with Patrick Dearborn. It was uh, in um, Tallis Park. And I think you guys had um, yeah. photography all the way you know, to the second story. Every yeah, that was like
3: room. that Tuscan style home mm-hmm. that was two stories, and there was like a piano downstairs. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, we did images for that too.
0: Is, is that a is that something that you offer, or you know, for for every agent? If so long, obviously they need to pay.
3: Uh, no, not, <laughs> I mean not for every agent. We have a really good relationship with Patrick Dearborn. Mm-hmm. He's great. Like he's always represented Balanced Images, and we're always willing to help him and go to these brokers' opens and like sh- showcase our images, essentially. Right.
0: Well, that's uh, that's really good. What what's the price range uh, look like as far as photography and what different agents you know? What
3: well, f- for images, honestly, it all depends on size. Price can range anywhere from three hundred to five thousand, depending on the size of the image. Um, in regards to photos, that also depends. It's like, do you want a python there? Do you want a bobcat there? You just looking for you know a photograph of of the sunset, so.
0: Obviously, for more exclusive, uh, higher end homes, it would be um, well worth it uh, to hire these guys to um, set, either do some staging for you, get some photography, um, put the, uh, the artwork up, and obviously, hey, price point three hundred to five thousand, but it's lifetime guarantee. Exactly. Yeah, that, that
1: that wine and cheese is going to last for the first three hours. And that's <laughs> that it.
3: bottle of champagne is only going to last so long. That image will last forever.
2: Yep, that's that's the big thing is every time that client sees that image, walking through their house, that realtor's name is going to come to mind. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wow. This guy got me a $3,000 image. That's amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. And for those realtors, you know, we, we do have a little bit of a deal with the realtors. So if you are interested in trying that out, please, please contact one of us and we can kind of go into more depth about it. How we, how do we do the customized shoot or, or something we already have in stock. That's awesome.
1: Awesome. So Ben, I, 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 this question has been weighing on my mind. What is your favorite car?
2: Oh, good question. Uh, Someone asked me this the other day.
1: I, I, I honestly, it's it's too difficult. Um, I don't want that answer. I know. <laughs> um, That's not what I want. I We're think, losing viewers right now because <laughs> of that answer.
2: It has to be so. I, again, I I've spent my whole life growing up at a racetrack, so I'm, I love race cars more than street cars. I just like the the body style, everything like that. So, Maserati MC12 Corsa has always been the the car on my wall growing up. Um, so it's based off the Enzo, the Ferrari Enzo, but, uh, it's moder- Maserati body, but I want the race car version. I don't want the street car version.
1: Yeah. Enzo has been one of my favorite cars growing up.
2: Yeah. It's, and their value on those is going up through the roof right now too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that I think my like everyday kind of go to, go to like standard supercar right now would probably like a gt3 rs porsche i'm a I'm, we're a big porsche i'm a big porsche guy my family's big into porsches and you know you can't beat the german reliability
1: have you have you you've driven mclarens i have yeah what do you think of those
2: uh i think it's a great car it's a great platform um better I just marketing see,
1: scheme than a car
2: i just see too many on the road i think yeah. every, at least in naples it seems like every other person has one so it's kind okay. of like it's
0: kind of like uh the new vet Everybody, every time I look at I'm, I'm like, is that a
2: Ferrari? And then I'm like, no, that's a, that's the vet again. Well, well that's the thing with yeah. the C8. When that came out, I was like, this is awesome, $70,000. And it, you know, looks like a Ferrari. We actually have one of the new C8s, and it handles great. So once they bump up the power in the new Z06, I'm pretty excited to get behind the wheel of that thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I appreciate you guys for taking the time out of your day and for stopping by and shedding some light on anything, you know, the things that you guys do. Um, Any big events coming up soon or?
3: Thursday.
2: Yeah, so this Thursday we have the um, Real Producers event at VentureX, so the the, um, new co-working space on just south of Pine Ridge on 41. 41. So we're pretty excited uh, to display some new Custom images. Obviously, like we said, we had a, a, a fun photo shoot this past Friday. And on Sunday, we did a, a, a shoot with a 17 foot python with a few different exotic cars. So you might just see one of those images pop up at VentureX. That's awesome. Awesome. Where where can people find you? How, how can they reach out?
3: In our Instagram at Balanced Images or through the website at balancedimages.com.
2: That's pretty, pretty mm-hmm. straightforward. You bet? Yeah, uh, yeah balancedimages.com. Uh, you can always connect with either of us through, through our Instagram. Bank account at uh, balance images um, you can find find our phone number email all that online
1: yeah definitely give them a follow they do some awesome stuff with big cats cars awesome pictures i mean you guys are all over the place i love it
0: and stand out guys like as as realtors we have a lot of agents that listen to this and as ben pointed out earlier there's a lot of people doing the same thing how are you going to stand out Um, one of those best ways to stand out is to be different and be unique i mean who has a 17 foot python showing up at their their photo shoot you know obviously patrick (laughs) But, but we know he stands out he's the purple cow in the room always and um that's just an extra thought that you put in um to your to your sellers and and for your buyers it's just something that you should always do so and remember
1: here in at least here in collier and lee county the average is people are moving every five to seven years so if you have that picture in your house and they remember you every time they walk by it guess who they might remember when it comes time to sell their house five to seven years later exactly Yeah,
2: Yeah, and if you have an idea again you're going to see on our website that we have a variety of different photos our big things are landscape sunsets who in naples doesn't love the naples sunset right uh exotic cars and exotic cats but you have any kind of idea we're going to help you bring it to life that's really where alessia shines is 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 doing the custom images really you know trying to get as creative as possible i think we've kind of stood out already with what we're doing with you know our exotic on exotic series putting a bobcat on a you know four hundred thousand dollar ferrari most owners wouldn't let you do that but somehow, i love it somehow we managed to get there <laughs> yeah. so
0: is he declawed
1: because
2: uh uh no, no. So, <laughs> you know, we, he's
1: trained very well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he knew what he was doing. He was in. That, yeah. He knew that photo shoot. He knew yeah. what he was doing.
2: He's yeah. smiling the whole time. Yeah, yeah. He's just happy to be. Who wouldn't want to be on a Ferrari? So <laughs> I wanted. To, I wanted to get on top of the car and get some shots done. But
1: he's not a Ferrari fan.
2: Uh, well I like You, know, you Lamborghinis. like Lamborghinis Don't
1: lie Don't lie to Ben You we'll like Lamborghinis Lamborghini over we Ferraris Hey there. don't worry We took pictures of him On, on David Gruninger's Lamborghini So don't worry yeah. shot. <laughs> I was just showing <laughs> him just That showing him photo of yeah. him That's by freaking crazy Yeah he's, he's a rock star He knows exactly how to smile mm-hmm. Better than some him. humans do
0: he I mean him. he's a natural He's, he's just happy to be there You know um another thing are you guys looking for any more volunteers out at the sanctuary do you need any help with anything
2: yeah so if, if you are interested in come to meet the cats please let me know um we're always you know i think covid really killed us um We weren't able to go to schools. We weren't able to go to events, not not, really nothing in the public. And that's kind of how we get awareness and building awareness brings in donations, right? And we can't feed these cats and we have a variety of other animals at sanctuary as well. And we can't feed them without donations and and volunteers. So if you love animals, come on out, we'll show you around. You can help out. We might even bring in a cat cage. So we'll, uh, you know, we're always looking for, for volunteers, donations, anything like that, spreading, spreading information and awareness. So please just reach out to us and, um, be happy to, to set something up
0: is there is there a link for donations or just uh, contact you guys directly? yeah
2: contact us we we, we generally will um kind of funnel donations in there um the other thing we do with every image we sell of our cats um anything with our exotics we actually donate 10 percent of the proceeds back to the sanctuary so that's kind of how you know we were involved with the cats and they had been doing so much for us what could we give back to them that was the easiest thing for us is like you know what they need toys they destroy everything habitat maintenance food so 10 percent of all, all you know of our images go back to the cats thank awesome. you for that that's great for the community
0: all right thank you very much for you uh you guys stopping by again taking time i know you're going over there afterwards and um so we'll let you get on out of here so with that being said until next time we'll keep the doors open so your deals stay closing did you find this podcast informative and helpful? If so, don't forget to show support. Subscribe, like, follow, and share. Have any feedback? Don't forget to leave a comment. Would you like to inquire about sponsorship and or more about being a guest on our podcast? Maybe you have someone in mind you'd like us to interview. Maybe you have a topic regarding real estate you'd like to learn more about. Find us on social media and or shoot us an email explaining who, what, why, and when at, doorsopenconnect at gmail.com. And in full disclosure, the Doors Open Connect podcast is intended to bring value and be informative to our listeners and is generally an organic, unscripted open discussion. The opinions and or experiences of our guests are not necessarily shared in their entirety by our hosts. Thank you again to all of our listeners and supporters.